This episode is brought to you by Kitcaster. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broken owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family, for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children's children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com. You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your coworkers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another fabulous episode, guys, of Exit Strategy Radio Show. Hey, I'm your host, Colvin J. Millett, broken on See, I mumbled that a little bit this time, didn't I? Uh-huh, yeah, y'all heard it, y'all heard it. Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, look, as always, we're set for a dynamic show, and we're going to have a good time. So, look, if you are sitting close, if you're home, if you're driving now, don't you dare, don't you dare reach over and grab a pen. But if you're sitting around the house, I need you to go get a pad. I need you to go get a pen or a pen. Matter of fact, let's not use a pencil. But see, pencil might rub away or something. We need this to be permanently ingrained because we got some very good information for you here today. So guys, for our listeners from one end of the county to the other, from one end of the country to the other, from one continent to another, because guys, you are everywhere listening to this show. And thank y'all so much for tuning in. Guys, today we have with us none other than Tamara Rivers. And Tamara, I'm going to let you tell the people about your company. So Tamara, welcome to the Exit Strategies Radio Show. Thank you so much, Cohen, for having me. Um, Like Cohen said, I am Tamara Rivers. I am the owner and founder of The Financial Transformation, where my goal is to help individuals and families one dollar at a time. That's a word. Yes. Hold on. Say, 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 that's the mission. Say that one more time. Yeah. My mission is to help individuals and families one dollar at a time. I love it. I love it. I love it. So if you don't mind, tell our listeners, tell me now, look, me and you go way back. So look, I am not going to look here, mess with your thunder. I'm going to let you, boom, I'm going to let you do all of that. 
what do you tell our listeners if you don't mind? What is it that you do? What service you offer? You got a plethora of them going on over there. Yes, I do. I do. And I am so passionate about this, Cohen. As you know, my background, my services was based on just credit, credit respiration, right? Mm -hmm. But again, you know, what has evolved is I noticed that if I just fix a score, what am I doing to that individual? I'm just fixing a score. Am I Mm -hmm. really getting to the bottom of that problem, right? So from that of me working with clients, fixing their credit, I do personal financial coaching. That is where Mm -hmm. I help them get their personal finances together, budgeting. Mm -hmm. And most people think of budgeting, they want to cringe, you know, but you know, like, I don't want to hear the word budgeting. Well, you have to, because we got to get our finances in order, right? So Uh I talk about budgeting. I go into teaching financial literacy as well. So next month, I will be launching my second mini Mastering Your Finances to Master Your Life. So we will talk about the psychology of finance, and that is your behavior with money. Individuals don't know that their behavior is connected to a certain style and how they utilize their funds. So what is that behavior? What is the root? So I have, I teach financial capabilities. I do personal finance coaching. I help business owners create credit. So, and making sure that their business is set up properly so they can get the funding that they need to expand, to grow. So I got so much things in the work. And not only that, Colin, from the financial transformation, I have also added a division, which is the financial care center. That piece of the business just focuses on financial literacy, Mm -hmm. financial literacy. There is so much individuals that lack basic financial literacy. And I think that is the key. So that piece is just going to be focused on getting in the community, doing economic empowerment events, teaching them how to work with credit and money and how budgeting, credit and everything go hand in hand. So the financial transformation, we are walking into our fifth year. So I tell people, my business is young, but I am not. I've been in this industry for over 15 years. Yep. Yeah, you've been around for a bit, so we go back. That's right. So I'm going to jump in right here and kind of bring pieces of it back around, and then let's go go forward again. I'm going to give you this term that I use. People don't like the B word. The budgeting word scares the mess out of people. It makes them uncomfortable. Some of them automatically get nauseous because they already know what what their finances look like. You know, I talk about it from the, the perspective of the expense management plan, EMP. Some of them need need the EMS, but you know, <laughs> but, yes, yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, they need some mercy help. But speaking about it from the expense management plan, or from that perspective, you're able to kind of get a handle. At, you know, for our listeners, guys, you're able to get a handle on what it is you got going on. Budgeting is not bad. You know, we have we've associated the budgeting because it's uncomfortable. That's the reason, and, it's and very that's uncomfortable. Of, exactly, and that's part of what you were just talking about, which let's go forward with, because people manage their money oftentimes by how they feel. Is that fair? That is so fair. Okay. That is so so fair. And that's why financial psychology came in. And when I was studying, I'm like, this is something we have to start off with. Yes. (laughs) 
look here around my house. I already know that. Look here. If I look up and I see some bags in the house, what's wrong, baby? <laughs> what's wrong? Right. Yeah, if Amazon coming to my house a little bit too much, oh, you okay? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and even for me, you know, I used to, if I get stressed out, mm-hmm. what made me feel good is I'm going to shop. Yep. I'm going to shop. I'm going to change my hair. I'm going to do this because at that time I'm feeling depressed. So I go spend money that I really don't have no call spending. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do we get control over that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means, see, you see, for our listeners, I want y'all to take this right now. And I want you to think if you bought something recently because you needed to feel good, then there's a problem there. And when you get to the underlying problem, that's, that's what Tamara is talking about. We got to get to the underlying problem because that is what drives the behavior that then impacts your money. And when you mess your money up, then you feel bad all over again. <laughs> right. You know, so now it's like a dog chasing its own tail because you didn't solve the issue. So let's say, for instance, when I'm working with somebody with their credit and the first thing I'm like, OK, we need to go over this budget. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go over a budget. Yes, because something you mismanage your finances Mm -hmm. and now Mm -hmm. it's starting to show up on your credit. So we got to fix the root of the problem in order to address the credit issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So budgeting and having the knowledge of basic financial literacy will solve a lot of problems that some of these individuals and families are going through. So let's kind of walk through like Let's talk the basics because, you know, you you start talking about most people don't realize most people spend or operate based upon what they can see. And what I mean by that is they at the store, they want to make a purchase. They open their bank app and they see they got money there and they go ahead and make a purchase. And sometimes or most times, well, in that instance, if you have something that's on a recurring payment or something somewhere else, you're going to miss it. So, you know, we don't teach we don't educate the children or anybody nowadays or how to balance a checkbook. And that's really what we're talking about doing, just simple balance. If you paid this or what have you, wrote this check for this or or made this payment online and hadn't processed yet, what you see in the app is not accurate because there's still there's still something pending. Fair? Fair, fair. And that brings me back, Colin, and the reason why I adapted to and grasped towards financial literacy, because I can remember... When I was 16 and I got my first job, okay? I got my first job, got my paycheck, and I went outside and there goes my dad. Like, what is he doing here? Uh But dad picked me up to take me to a first citizen that was in our neighborhood. And he set up me a checking account and a savings account. And Mm -hmm. once we got back to the house, he sat me down and showed me how to balance a checkbook. Mm -hmm. And he taught me the fundamentals, just like you said, well, you knew you got 200, but you know you already wrote $150 out there. Could Mm -hmm. you go spend $200? Mm -hmm. No, because you only got $50 left. Mm -hmm. So some people in a day of technology, of course, we we don't have checkbooks anymore. We just look at the app. Yeah, But we got to have some type of ledger that we could refer back to that says you've already spent 
150 of that 200, you know, you can't spend 200. All you have mm -hmm. is $50, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So some of it is just like you said, it's, it's the basic stuff mm -hmm. that we are missing or individuals just don't want to pay attention to that is getting them into this vicious cycle. Very true. So, you know, technology allows us to do a lot and it is convenient in some aspects and obviously with proper usage. However, on the other side, you know, for our listeners, you know, guys, if you are someone who doesn't sit down and look at X, Y, and Z and you like to rely on technology, then you need to find you an, an app that helps you to manage your money so that you can, the things that we're talking about, so it assists. However, we cannot, and no matter what the technology does, we cannot not understand the basic premise and the fundamental. So you bring in an app to do something that you in turn don't know how to do yourself if you don't have the app. That's a problem. That's so a problem. you need to understand how to do X, Y, and Z. How do I, you know, expenses versus income. I mean, at the end of the day, if you <laughs> if you had a deficit, if you run out of money before you run out of month, we got a problem. We got a problem. So me, myself, and I don't know about you, Coleman, but I tell people when I get up, one of the first things that I do, of course, is pray. The second thing is I'm checking my bank account. I'm mm -hmm. checking my bank account. You mm -hmm. know, so if you even got to sit down every other day might be too much, but once a week, just to yeah. see where you are and plan your week, that's going to help you avoid those issues of insufficient funds, banks in a check. And I don't even know, some banks is big on paying, paying a check and they charging you $75 each time. So mm -hmm. think about how much money you're throwing away because all you need to do is spend no more than 30 minutes a day reviewing your financial statements. So that, so that takes us back to what we're talking about, about mindset. Because you, you, so you're right. Some banks do offer that service. Okay, we'll cover it for you or what have you. So you don't have the, and I get it, but $75 adds up too. And so when you're doing, if you have several of those a month, now that is, if it's, if it's five of them, that's $350 a month that you spent covering insufficient or, or what have you. And we, we forget that we utilize that as a crutch. You yes. know, the other thing is the overdraft protection. You know, this is something and, and I know you know this, but, you know, when, when we're looking at it from the, the real estate side and sales, if you're in the middle of a real estate transaction and in your bank statements, you have overdraft. So maybe you do have the money in savings, but your checking account just keeps getting overdrafted and they have to pull it over from your savings account to you. You're saying, OK, well, the money is there. But to the lender, they're saying, wait a minute, you're not managing your checking account. That's a problem. So they still treat it as an NSF, which means that, OK, no, you ain't buying a house now because you have overdrafts in your checking account, even though the money's in savings and people can't understand that. So it's all mindset. It, it really it really is. It's all mindset. And that's why I thought it was important when I was putting these seven week classes together that we start off in that area trying to change the mindset on how you view your financial situation, how you look at finance, period. We got to work there first so we can go into other areas because if we skip over that, you're constantly going to go back to the way you were thinking. So are you really fixing the problem? 
Um, for an example, I had one client. I was working with an individual. The money was there. The money was there. And this is what I mean, your relationship with money. And we don't realize until somebody bring it out of us, right? So the money was there. She made good money, but she was paying things late. And I was like, why are we doing this? Because you have the money. Let's go ahead and pay these things and bring it on time. And I said, there's a problem why she's holding on to the money. And I sat down when we were doing a budget. I said, if you pay everything today up to date, you're still going to have over a thousand dollars and you get paid the following day. And you know what she told me? When she was growing up, her parents did not have. They would come home and they would ask for certain things and mom and dad could not provide. She was afraid that one day, one of her three children would come home and ask her for something and she didn't have the money because she paid all of the bills. She didn't want her kids to go through that. So in her head, all of this was the reason why she was doing what she was doing. So once I got her back on track and we worked through those things, she's in a better position right now. And I told her, I said, you still had money because after you paid everything, you still had over a thousand dollars left and you were getting paid two days later. That was deep, right? Yeah, that's and that look here, that's heavy. I'm over here rubbing my head. I'm so sorry to our listeners that are looking at me because that's really what it is. You know, everything that we do, we do things, and, and this is one of the things that I say we do things because of or in spite of. Oftentimes, you know, sometimes it's because of. So her experience, the things that she does now is because she had this experience there. But it's some people that come from situations where financially either they, they didn't have or or financially things just weren't. They weren't taught or what have you. And in spite of that, in spite of that, they manage their financial situation completely different in spite of. So to our listeners, guys, it's not a crutch. We don't have to use it as a crutch. We can use it not to prop ourselves, but to lift ourselves. We can turn it into stilts. We can turn it into a pole and, and do a vault off of it. We can do a number of things with it, guys. It's up to you. But that's huge right there. That's so heavy. So heavy. And there's so many people with a story like that. So many, so many. And like you said, it could go either way. Some people use it as, okay, I'm going to be better because of this. And then other people see it differently. So yeah, it all goes back to our mindset again. And just being financially literate, I just cannot say it enough, is going to put you in a different driver's seat. So let's take the listeners at least a little bit into like the beginning of what a program. So you you wrote a seven week course to walk people through through a process to get them to a place where they are in better control of their finances. So so what's the name of that course? The name of the course is Managing Your Money to Master Your Life. Oh, I love that. Managing so, your money to master your life. Oh, I to love master that. your life. We're gonna start from the beginning, which is financial psychology. So changing okay. our mindsets, our, our financial behavior. And then from there, the second week, we're going to talk about saving, budgeting, and expenses. Because some don't know, okay, we got our fixed expense. We got our yeah. flexible. 
and we have our variable, I mean, our um, periodic. Mm-hmm. Some will never think to budget in our periodic expenses. So when you think about periodic, you got Christmas, you got taxes that's on your car here in South Carolina. We, we pay taxes. Those things that come, come quarterly, you can go ahead and budget that in. So now yeah. it's not a huge burden on you when it comes. Your taxes are due here the same year every time. I just found out in Florida, some of this stuff are due on their birthday. It goes by the individual birthday. Yeah. But here in South Carolina, if you bought the car in July, a year later, your tax is going to be due. So, you know, you can budget for those things. So we teach them all about the different expenses and the categories to put these expenses in. And how to build a savings, whether it's a short term, long term, you know, you're saving for a trip. All of these things can be planned out. So it's not a huge burden. Then we talk about account management. Mm -hmm. Now, Cohen, I don't know about you, but I run into so many people that are unbanked for whatever reason. They don't trust the bank or or whatever. So when I think about this, I'm like, Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. We got to try to do something because if you want to buy a house, you got to have a bank account, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to buy stuff and gain assets, you need a bank account. Mm-hmm. So I said, we got to teach them about account management and building a trusted team. Because what in my experience, I learned that your local banks, having a relationship with your banker is so important. I feel like your local bankers and your bankers can be the vehicle to help you get to so many things. Uh And I just couldn't believe that so many individuals were unbanked. Yeah. So I'm going to cut you off. But one of the things I found with that people are unbanked because they've had the negative experience with the bank because they overdrew accounts. They got fees and all this stuff. So then they think, well, I don't want to bank anymore. But that should be the time that you, okay, let me learn from this and learn to manage my money. Then, you know, it doesn't help. You get all these other payment apps and stuff. And now people will take your direct deposit here. But at the same time, your bank was was trying to help you. You have the opportunity to learn. Let's go back and let's learn it this time so we can do better. Yes, yes. And they have the different cards that they go, but it's nothing like, going to your neighborhood bank and building that relationship with your banker. So we have that. And then week four is what I love, my meat and potato. We talk about building a good credit profile. We talk about credit and building Mm -hmm. the credit profile. And that's actually a two-part course because it's, it's a lot when it comes to credit. But once you understand that credit game, you're going to be in the driver's seat. So many people allow credit to be on top of them and now you're going to be able to get on top of it okay ready to be beating them down out they be beating them off down tomorrow i mean they be getting beat yes so you know now you know you're going to learn about the individuals and even me before do you know that there is 49 different credit bureaus out there that has your information 49 that's that's an eye opener for our listeners right there how many 49 49 Mm-hmm. And what I try to teach my consumers is that, okay, I went, Coleman, I know you heard it. 
Credit Karma or some other credit app told them that they were a 650. And when they go to the lender, their heart is broken because they're a 600 or yeah. some may be five. So I like to teach them that it's not that Credit Karma is wrong. It's not that those apps, those different apps are wrong. But what model are you looking at? You need to be looking, making sure that you're in the right scoring model based on what you are applying for. So you know that there is a mortgage model for a mortgage. There's another set of scores for you if you was to buy a car. Then there's another set of scores for insurance. Another set of scores if you want a credit card. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So when you start looking at these scores and wondering, this is wrong, that is wrong, what score model are you are you looking at? Because the lenders use a combination of three different FICO scores. Mm -hmm. We learn all of that in this credit class and how to address some of the issues that may be on your credit the correct Mm -hmm. way. Then this one here, I had to add government and economics. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You about to hurt their feelings now. Go ahead. (laughs) Listen. Listen, Linda. A lot of individuals, Coleman, believe it or not, do not know the difference between their W-2s and their taxes, their tax returns. A lot of them make mistakes on their exemptments, on their job, and now they come to you when they're ready to buy a house and their taxes is all messed up. Wow. That's huge. You know what? That That's, oh, that's huge. Yes. Yes. And I've been doing Where this for 15 years. Table? And I would tell people, I said, we need your tax returns and your W-2s. And I will get fussed at because they will tell me they turned it in. And the whole time, they turn in their taxes. Interesting. Or they're really getting defeated, getting beat, defeating themselves because they're not. I mean, yeah, because they're, they're, come on, wow, that's a lot is wrong with that. I, I, I never thought about that. Yeah, and it's just little things as. You're doing the wrong exemptments on your taxes. So you know what I'm saying? Or somebody told them to claim nine and they're trying to figure out why they got to pay back. So I'm going to mess you up with this one. Matter of fact, I know you don't seen it because, see, I've I've had I went through a period of time a few years ago where I had a number of clients, whoever they were let doing their tax, whoever they had doing their taxes were filing like they were self-employed to give them deductions. And then open them up. So what happened was they would adjust their income down. So then they wouldn't qualify for a house or had an issue in qualifying. They think they're fine because they had a W-2 for this, but they writing off that they've been selling bundles or something and losing money on selling bundles. And now here you go. You can't qualify to buy this house. That's huge because yeah. that's, that's exactly what that is. Exactly. So I put this class in there because I want individuals to understand that part. So we focus in on payroll. Some don't know the difference between net and gross. Mm, mm. Different deductions. So that's what week fives that we're going to do. And then we go into loans and debts. So we talk about how you get qualified, how you manage the debt. So as you see, Coleman, we, we're giving them the whole, we're taking the whole, yes. So when individual that invests their time and just $47, they're going to have a whole holistic approach when they come out. If they take this, because knowledge is power. 
Yeah. So if they take right. this knowledge and they start applying it, mm -hmm. they should be in a better space. Okay. And then what I thought with me being a personal financial coach, the last, the seventh week, excuse me, is career planning. And what career planning I thought about would be an awesome way to end because sometimes the money is just not there. Mm. Okay. It's but so much. We go and we try to cut back. We cut back. We're working on the budget, but we still don't make enough to afford the house that you want. Right. Mm -hmm. So now we may have to make some changes. Mm -hmm. So with career planning, we're going to look at what are you good at? What are you doing now? Is there room to grow? So you can kind of plan your career. It may not be that job you're on right now. You may want this job, but how do we get there? What skills are you sitting on? We bring that part out of the individuals and say, okay, let's look at that. And again, I'm not teaching all of these courses. With career planning, I have partnered with a young lady by the name of Dominique. She is going to be teaching that course. She mm -hmm. is the office, she is the manager of um, Staff Mart. Mm -hmm. So she mm -hmm. can help with resumes, all of these things, because like I said, sometimes enough money there. So you're serving, and, and I love this. I love it. You're serving essentially the whole finance, the, you know, the, the matter of fact, the whole person. Because I, I know you interject because you're working on mindset. There's no way in the world that you can work on someone's mindset without trying to touch their spiritual side as well. So it's fully in, involved because you got to work on, quote unquote, you know, the whole man. To order to get them to in order to get them there, that's massive. So, can people take? Is this class? I know that you guys do it in person, but you do it online too, right? Yes, this particular set of classes that will start September 13 will be online, and they could actually go to Eventbrite to register. Like I said, it's just forty seven dollars for a class. They could take one, or they could take all forty seven okay. forty seven dollars each. So it, it will be online. So you don't have to be locally in the mm. Charleston area. Like I said, some of the classes are two part. Some are just one night. But yes. That is huge. So yeah. Tamara, if you would drop your information, if you don't mind, your phone number, how can people get in contact with you? We want to see people register for this class. If guys, our listeners, if you missed this, this one, make sure you register for the next one. But Tamara, drop your phone number. Um, how can in contact information? How can people get in contact with you? Okay, you can get in contact with me at 843-285-9502. My office is also located at 8570 Rivers Avenue. I'm actually in the new Opportunity Center on Rivers Avenue, Suite 161. Yes, yes. Awesome, awesome. Look here, you in the house over there. Opportunity Center is the business. So look here, you are in the house. I love it. I love yes. It. Yes. So, so for our listeners, guys, look, we've had a fantastic show. We have got, look, I've got to get you back. I've got to get you in some other places doing some other things with us because we want to spread this message and this word of financial literacy. That is part of the mantra of this show of what our mission is, which is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. That is what we do. Legacy building. That's what we do. Yes. So thank you so much for Tamara, for being a part of I the Thank you for Radio having Film. me. You're more than welcome. So we're going to get something scheduled. So for our listeners, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in today. 
as we always tell you in closing, guys, this is one bit of dynamic show. But we always tell you in closing, guys, we love you. We love you. We love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in them streets. Guys, that was a great show today. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millett. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.